Yo, what's up? This is Austin Crewalt, the After Review Podcast. So let's go ahead and roll into it, guys. Um, so we're going to talk all things in AFC West today. Um, might run over a few things with the NFC. Maybe talk a little Aaron Rodgers and his ayahuasca experience. Um, Tom Brady and uh, yeah, his uh, relatability in the last couple of weeks has been different. Um, he's been kind of naturally just an unre- unrelatable dude. Um, but yeah, let's roll into it. We got the breaking news for today is... Russell Wilson has officially signed a deal with the Denver Broncos, extending him through, I believe it's a 2027 season. He is a five-year, uh, I think it's $245 million. So that puts him up there with Aaron Rodgers. He's getting paid $49 million a year. Um, puts him up there with Aaron Rodgers. He's making, uh, it's a three, he's like got a three-year $150 million deal. Um, I Honestly, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, with the Denver Broncos, I got that situation a little red flagged. You know, with Nate Hackett, he came from the Packers. I'm a big Nate Hackett guy. I loved him there. I think he did a really good job as an offensive coordinator. However, he's not really calling the place. He's not. Matt Matt Four, head coach of the, the Packers, he's calling the place. You know, what do we know about Nate Hackett? There's we we just really don't know much about him. This is what we do know about Russell Wilson. He runs every single offensive coordinator he's ever had out of town. Um, who is a uh, Stottenheimer he had for a while. I mean, I think that was the longest running, longest tenured offensive coordinator they had. Dude ran the dude out of town. He has just not been someone who consistently has the same offensive coordinator. So this is kind of what I'm interested in is what is this going to look like with Nate Hackett? Um, I know last week, I believe it was last week when Russell Wilson said that this is really, it's less of a, you know, player coach relationship and more of a partnership. It's a really player-led team. Yeah, you know what doesn't really succeed in the NFL? Uh, you know, you have some player-led teams, but you know what really succeeds is uh, Bill Belichick. You want to know what he probably said? And, you know, the Patriots during their whole dynasty, not a player-led team. You know, two decades of excellence. You know, that guy has, I don't know, what, 30 playoff wins? It's not a player-led team. You know who runs that team? Bill freaking Belichick. So I kind of have the situation red flagged. Um, I think their division is really hard. The AFC West, that's going to be the most interesting division of football. So I think, you know, you know, give give Russell Wilson his flowers. Um, you know, he's 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 a great quarterback. We faced him plenty of times. And obviously you can tell I'm a huge Packer fan. But you know, we placed him, we were, you know, we we faced him a couple times in the playoffs. Um, you know, we we lost in that 20, I think it was 2014 NFC championship where they came back and won. That was tough. Um, we beat him a couple years ago, so that was kind of nice. But I, I think, you know, Russell Wilson's a great dude. Um, he clearly has, you know, played to that point where he is, you know, like he's inarguably, you know, a great. Um, I'd say he's, you know, what probably he's probably going to end his career as a top 15, top 20 quarterback. I don't think he's going to get much higher than that. I think he's one of those players who is at the same time overrated and underrated. I think he's underrated for what he was able to do in Seattle, the years that they just didn't really, I mean, think about it, they, they lost, you know, the, the Legion of boom, they lost half the players. You know, I, everyone remembers that. I think it was, uh, man, who was there? It wasn't Bobby Wagner. Cause Bobby Wagner just left. Um, what, two or three years ago, one of their, one of their, uh, defensive backs that they had, who was excellent. Um, you know, I remember him getting carted off the field and, uh, throwing up the middle finger, um so that was pretty funny but you know man i just i don't know if russell i don't know if russell wilson is going to su- succeed in denver I, I think he will 
but I don't think it's going to be a Peyton Manning wins, you know, Super Bowl goes to another Denver or Tom Brady, you know, big name quarterback. This is really the last three quarterbacks that we've seen big name guys who have gone to another team. Uh, I'm not, I don't count, you know, guys like Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers, um, Carson Wentz. I'm talking about guys who have won Super Bowls, guys who have won league MVPs that they go to another team and they succeed. I wouldn't even put Matt Stafford in there. You know, he's a big name guy, but he's not on the same level. Um, for most of his career as Russell Wilson, not in the same level as Tom Brady, by God, and definitely not Peyton Manning. Um, but I just have that situation a little, little red flagged. Let's go ahead and move on to the rest of the AFC West. Let's. So yesterday, I think it was either yesterday this morning, the Bears signed Alex Leatherwood from the Raiders. Um, you know, he got released by the Raiders. You know, he got drafted. I, I think it goes without saying. But what a complete disaster John Gruden was. Um, man, they were terrible. Uh, the you know the, the front the front office you know um, between him and Mike Mayock, just John Gruden and Mike Mayock. What a complete disaster that has proven out to be. I think the biggest thing you could say during that whole you know tenure that they had is they did not have an identity. They didn't have an identity on offense. They definitely didn't have an identity on defense. They couldn't stop anything on defense. Um, I remember games, you know, watching and they um, lose the game, you know, 33-40. You know, it's seven point, you know, seven point spread, but they're putting up points on offense. Their defense can't stop anything. But, you know, looking back, just what a complete disaster that was. They they drafted, you know, Alex Weatherwood. Um, who did they draft him over? I think it was Quentin Nelson that they that they drafted him over. But or it might have been a couple drafts later. But they had, I know they had a chance to get a, you know, a, a Pro Bowl, all, all pro player, and they didn't. They took Alex Leatherwood. And now he gets released by the Raiders, picked up by the Bears. I'm not even going to touch the Bears right now. I think that, I mean, I think they have the potential to be the worst team in the league. Justin Fields is going to get killed. You know, let's, you know, if you're, if you're picking an offensive lineman who just got released by a team, and I, I want to put this in context, right? You have this offensive lineman still on his rookie deal. He gets released by a team. When's the last time that you know, you know, besides injury, um, you know, character stuff, when's the last time a first-round pick still on his rookie deal gets released by the team? That's huge. That that says a lot about how truly terrible Alex Leatherwood is. And then he gets picked up by Bears to, to, to bolster an already terrible offensive line. That's bad. That says a lot. Um, so let's go ahead and I'm going to continue talking about the Raiders, you know, just to kind of state how bad that their tenure was, the drafting multiple players. I mean, what's the first thing that he did you know, when he got there, right, is he gets rid of Khalil Mack. One of the first things he does, get rid of Khalil Mack, you know, Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack, you know, all pro player, you know, one of the best, one of the better defensive players. I believe, I don't think he won defensive player of the year, but he was right there. You know, for a couple of years, who was right there. And Mark Cooper, you know, one of the better route runners in the NFL. And I mean, it goes without saying, you know, Mark Cooper played for the Cowboys, had great success. Now he's with the Cleveland Browns, going to see what he does there. But, you know, I just the, the true mismanagement that the Raiders went through. And I can't say enough about Derek Carr to, you know, go through that mismanagement, all that crap that he had to deal with and come out on the other side. You know what's getting paid right now? Forty million dollar quarterback. So 
I mean, I mean, just think about, you know, I'm a big Clemson guy for sure. They drafted Cleo Farrell with, I think it was a top 10 pick. Dude's going to turn, turn out to be a complete disaster. He's not an NFL player. As simple as that. He was undersized for his position, you know, and I want to talk about you know, them not having an identity is, you know, they're talking about, you know, they, they want to draft these high character guys to get guys like Hunter Renfro, Cleo Farrell, you know, guys from Clemson, you know, high character guys. Well, you know, they, they drafted these high character guys. You know what you need to have to, you know, win in the NFL? You need to have high character guys for sure. You need guys who can play NFL football. And they continually drafted guys who cannot play NFL football. Alex Weatherwood, Cleveland Flarell, just, you know, what a, what an all-time disaster, right? Cool. So let's go ahead and transition from the, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the AFC West. Um, I'm going to hit on the Chiefs for a second. You know, all these people are saying, you know, the Broncos are going to win the AFC, um, the AFC West. You know, the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. The Raiders, you know, could come win the AFC West. You know who's probably going to win the AFC West? The same team, you know, Andy, Andy Reid. Andy Reid's been winning the AFC West since he had Alex Smith throwing out routes to the fastest wide receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill. Dude was throwing out routes to Tyreek Hill, you know, the slant routes to the fastest wide receiver in the NFL. You know who's probably still going to win is the same guy who's been winning the AFC West for seven. I think it's seven years in a row that he's won it. Until until the Broncos or the Chargers, I don't think the Raiders have a chance to win the AFC West. I think they could probably get into a wild card spot. But I'm going to put my money on the guys who's who's won for seven years in a row, made it to four AFC championships in a row. They're, the chart, the Chiefs will be fine. Um, you know, they act like losing, you know, they act like losing, uh, losing, you know, um, Tyreek Hill was a disaster. The guys clearly kind of gotten out of that. You know, it's like when you get out of your parents' house and you can finally kind of act who you want to be. It's kind of what he's doing, right? You know, he leaves and he talks about, you know, uh, you know, what's his, uh, Tua is the, you know, the most accurate quarterback he's ever seen. Perhaps. You know, perhaps, but for now, I'm going to continue to bet on the bet on my homes. Um, you know, let me talk about one other thing. You know, talking about players who left the Chiefs. Simi Watkins recently said that Aaron Rodgers has is the most, you know, like the field. He's the field general. Um, and there's been some pushback on that. You know, people, you know, saying like, you know, Colin Coward said that, you know, just, you know, saying just kind of bitter. You know, bitter against the Chiefs. You know, for you know, getting them, you know, he, he got traded. I think he didn't have anything got traded. I think he got cut. Um, Sammy Watkins did, but maybe, maybe it's just, it's real. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers is a better field general. You want to know why? Because this is his 18th season in the NFL. So I don't think it's really bitterness. I don't think it's anything weird. I think it's a lot different than what Tyreek Hill said. I think Tyreek Hill was actively trying to go after, you know, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid. I think Sammy's just being a real dude, man. I think he sees Aaron Rodgers and goes, man, this guy's a field general. This guy is, you know, you know, top of his craft right now. And I think it's legitimate. Um, also, we're not comparing Tua to Aaron Rodgers. There's a big difference there. You know, the one one guy, I mean, by God, how many people have the, the Miami Dolphins tried to replace Tua with? You know, I mean, I think that I know there's Deshaun Watson talk, um, Tom Brady. They even talked about that. And I mean, there's been so many trade rumors at this point where, if you have a guy that you believe in, you're not going to try to trade him. He's not. So I think that says a lot about the Miami Dolphins um, and less about Aaron Rodgers. 
So let's go ahead and segment to um, something else I kind of want to talk about. So I want to talk about some of what the Eagles are doing. So originally when, when Jalen Hurts came out, I wasn't a big Jalen Hurts guy. Um, I watched him play in college. Uh, you know, he played against Alabama. They beat him in that 2017 national championship and he played really well. Um, Tua came along. He ended up transferring to Oklahoma. He played really well again. I think he had a really successful career in college, but he was never a super accurate passer. You know, he's not not a very refined quarterback, not a very doesn't, you know, didn't have the, the qualities of someone that you think was going to succeed in the NFL. The dude's a grinder. This is all I've heard, you know, following the Eagles, you know, following him on uh, Twitter. You know, everyone talks about the one big thing is, you know, if you're not the most accurate guy, you know, the best guy, right? If you can be a grinder and the most successful people in life are just grinders. And that's what Jalen Hurts is. And I don't know if I'd pick them to win the uh, the NFC East this year, but I think they're going to be pretty darn close. I think they're going to be better than a lot of people expect. I mean, not now because I think people are – I don't think anyone's short of the Eagles anymore. I think everyone believes that they're going to be a 10-11 win team. Honestly, I don't know what Vegas has them at, but I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, but so um, I think Howie Roseman is their GM, but I don't think there's been a much more aggressive guy in the league you know, for the GM position than Howie Roseman. You know, goes out and gets C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Saints. You know, just they, I guess he couldn't work out a deal with the Saints. Um, but they already have a pretty solid defense. They have one of the better defensive lines in the NFL. Well, guess who they go get? They go get C.J. Gardner-Johnson to be an extra part of their defense. Not their defensive line, but an extra part of their defense. You know, that he went and got A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. You know, I don't know if he's in that top group of wide receivers, but he is right there. He is on, you know, tier two level top you know mid to mid to top of tier two so you go get you know a great wide receiver then you know the, and then the the cool thing is i wouldn't say the cool thing but the ironic thing is you know they they got rid of jalen rager now who is just it was ironic that they he got drafted over justin jefferson who you know it turned out you know he's i mean he's on historic pace he's had you know back-to-back work uh, back-to-back seasons his first two seasons in a year, he's over 3,000 yards total for receiving. That's the first time that's ever been done. So, the, you know, kind of to set up the scenarios, the Eagles trade drafted Jalen Rager. The Vikings drafted Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rager's turned out to pretty much be a bust in his first two years. Justin Jefferson's been an all-time great in his first two years. Well, now the Minnesota Vikings traded for Jalen Rager. Granted, I think it was like a conditional fifth-round pick, not a good pick. Um, but it's kind of funny that the team who – you know, kind of laughed at the Eagles for drafting Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Now actually have Rager on their squad, but Howie Roseman's done nothing but make that team better. And they had a Super Bowl roster, you know, it shit the fan. And now they're they're I, They don't have a Super Bowl roster because it's just, I don't believe that Jalen Hurts is a Super Bowl quarterback, but they're getting close. They have a playoff roster. That's for sure. I think they're going to be, pretty darn good this year. I think they could easily compete with the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. And they have the talent. If you, if Jalen Hurts continues to get more accurate, Jalen Hurts continues to get better. They have the talent to go and, you know, to win 11, 12 games. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if maybe that 12 mark, but I could see it. They have a pretty easy schedule as well. 
so that's kind of what's interesting. I think that there's a lot of potential there with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll say this. I'm not short on this year. I think they could be great. So let's talk about, you know, let's continue to stick the, um, the, the NFC. Let's talk about Tom Brady, man. Uh, Tom Brady probably said the most relatable things last week. I know I'm a little late to the news on this, but again, first pod, so can hit some stuff. Uh, Tom Brady said, you know, he was, he was in a quarterback. He was in the, you know, post-game press, press conference for the quarterback. Um, and a reporter asked him about his 11-day hiatus from the Tampa Bay Bucks, And he goes, man, I'm 45. I got a lot, a lot of ish going on. And that's probably been the most relatable thing that he said in probably, what, four or five years. I'm not going to try to speculate. Um, personally, this is, this is my – I believe that the dude was probably trying to save his marriage. Giselle has been front and forward with the fact that she wants him to retire. You know, he's got kids who are, you know, in high school. I think he's got a kid that was in high school, one in junior high. Um, but his kids aren't young anymore. You know, his he's got older kids. His wife is, you know, telling him at this point, man, you're 45. You don't have anything to prove. You know, you're, you know, you have three more Super Bowls than the next guy on the all-time great list. You know, Montana's got four. And he's like, dude, I got seven. I got three more Super Bowls than you do. They're not even, you can't even compare Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Um, if you think, if, I'm sure there's people out there who still think Joe Montana is the GOAT. Whatever. You know, they're, who knows? I, no one will understand that, but whatever. But I think he was probably trying to spend some more time with his family. He probably made a promise in the offseason that, you know, he unretired and now he's got to keep again. Um, but <laughs> I do want to mention something too. I don't know if I was just the only person, but it sure looks to me that, you know, facial area. Looks like Tom got some work done. So he's looking a little more, a uh, little, little stranger these days. Um, but I think that's probably the most relatable thing that I've heard Tom Brady say in the last, you know, four or five, six years. It's just, man, I'm 45 years old. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot going on. So that was pretty funny. Um, you know, uh, let's go ahead and hit uh, Aaron Rodgers with his ayahuasca experience. I thought that was. Um, if you have a chance, you know, it's, it's on YouTube, but go, go look up the, the um, interview with Joe Rogan. There's another podcast out there called busting with the boys. Um, and they both did interviews with Aaron Rodgers. It was pretty cool, you know, to listen to a guy talk about, you know, uh, an experience, you know, with psychedelics. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'm not personally into that stuff, you know, but I thought that was pretty interesting to hear someone talk about that. Um, you know, I think he, he kind of, he didn't necessarily credit it for his back-to-back MVP seasons. Uh, but he definitely kind of hinted. It was like, you know what? It might have been, that might have contributed a little bit. But I think the, I think the NFL um, the NFL media, um, guys like Skip and, oh, man. Uh, Shannon, I think a couple of days ago, uh, Shannon came out and was like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, ended the segment. He's like, he's a prick. And I thought that was uh, pretty funny. You know, honestly, pretty funny. Um you know, I, I think they they just try to paint him uh, as the bad guy, you know, as a bad man, um, and not uh, not in a good way, not a bad man like uh, um, Stephen A. used to call him. But I think they they just paint him out to be a bad guy, and he's not. Um, you know, they paint him out to be selfish, you know, kind of a douchebag, a jerk. And a lot of teammates have come out in the last couple of years and have said the exact opposite about him. So you know, whether it's here nor there, uh, you know, whether it's true seems to me like he might not be a bad guy after all. 
but um yeah if you have ever a chance you know go listen to that the uh, ayahuasca experience it's pretty funny uh you know pretty funny he talks about um you know just basically just tripping out man um so last but not least i want to kind of go over i'm going to go over the matteries allegations kind of hit some serious notes real quick um you know i i think the end i think the buffalo bills did exactly what they're supposed to do um it appears to me that i think the team he played for i think it was san diego state i might be wrong south dakota state i can't remember but matt matteriza um Arizo, however you pronounce his last name you know he uh there was some allegations came out about, you know, I'm just going to say, you know, he got accused um, with him and a couple other players on the the squad um, of gang rape. And it's pretty clear. I think it was San Diego state. Pretty clear, pretty clear that uh, they covered that up. So can't blame the NFL for it. Cause a lot of teams, a lot of GMs, you know, pretty much said, Hey, you know what? We scouted the guy, you know, there were some other small character problems. We do nothing about it. Same thing with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills did exactly what they're supposed to. You know, they, they went to him and he was like, I didn't do it, dude. You know, I, I didn't do it. And then came back later. And after some more, you know, evidence came out, which looks like there's a good chance that he did it. Um, you know, if he did it, man, get him out of the league. And he's already, I mean, he's out, he's out of the league. And, I, I don't think any team's going to try to pick him up, um, but the Buffalo Bills cut him. They did the right thing. You know, they, they went to him first, but you know, this is not even on the same level as Deshaun Watson, you know, Deshaun Watson, what he did is rough. It's bad. Um, this is beyond what that could ever hope to be. Uh, this is, this is pretty bad, but I'm very glad the Buffalo Bills, you know, people talk about, you know, the, 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 uh, I'm trying to think of what the word would be, but um, you know, p- people think about what the the league looks like. You know, they, they talk about what the you know what the league is now, and you hear a lot of people talk about you know, just the criminals that are in the league, just bad dudes. Man, it seems to me like a lot of the bad dudes get cut pretty quick. You know, the guys who come out, you know, guys got you know Henry Ruggs, obviously. You know, they they talk about they're like, oh, there's a different set of standards for NFL players. I don't know, man. Henry Ruggs is spending 25 to life in prison. He's going to be there for a long time. This stuff comes out is true about Matt, you know, Matt Ariza. He's going to be in prison for a long time. Um, so right now it's a civil court, you know, civil case. And like I said, the the Buffalo Bills did the right thing. You know, they, they checked with him and then it became pretty evident that he might be lying about it. And they got him. They got rid of him. So NFL did what they're supposed to, you know, Matt seems to me like he's a pretty bad dude. Um, some of the details of the story seems like there's good chances probably true that what he did um but yeah i mean so i'm gonna go over my kind of i'm gonna go ahead um do the you know so i got this last segment that's called it's literally it's literally called the last call segment um so this this segment is you know basically i'm just gonna go ahead the last call and it'll be kind of who i think are going to be the division winners i'm going to go by each um and i'm going to update this every week um, especially once we hit the NFL season. Um, but I want you guys to hold me accountable. Um, this is going to be the big one. So I'm going to go with the NFC North. I'm going to start off first, man. Got to go with the Packers, dude. I know they lost Devontae Adams. I know they lost Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP, you know, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl winner. 
he's got it under control. You know, whether it's uh, you know, R E L A X, relax, or we think we're gonna run the table is I think we'll be pretty good this year. Don't know if we're gonna hit that 13 win mark, but I think we'll hit 12 wins. Um I know Collins picking, I know Collins picking the Vikings to win. Man, I just gotta go with the MVP. Um so the NFC North, I'm gonna say the Packers, the NFC South, man. I'm just gonna have to go to the Bucks. Uh, there is something weird going on with the Bucks. They are losing. I think they've lost four out of five of their offensive linemen. Definitely not good. Uh, but I just, you know, I think the next team up would be the um, the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. But you know, the big difference between the New Orleans Saints this year and last year is a dude named Sean Payton, who's like the Bill Parcells of offensive play calling. I think Dennis Allen might be might turn out to be a good head coach. You know who's a great head coach? Sean Payton. So I think I got the Saints significantly below. I think I got them two or three wins below the Bucks. Um, so let's go ahead the uh, the NFC East. You know I'm going to make a bull pick. Bull pick. I'm going to go the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're going to go eleven and six. Um, I think they're going to. I think it's going to come down to one of the last games of the season. And I think they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys in the last game of the season. I know the Cowboys crushed them last year in their final matchup, but I'm going to say pretty confidently that the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. And then lastly, the NFC South. Or sorry, uh, NFC South, NFC East, NFC West. Man, that's probably – I think you have three teams in that division. I, the Pete, I mean, the Pete Carroll Seahawks are tanking. I mean, they're going to suck. Um, but I think you have three teams in that division who could potentially win it. I'm not a big Cliff Kingsbury guy. I'm not a big Kyler Murray, uh, you know, close friend of mine, Joe. Um, you know, I thought I was going to be wrong there for a couple of years. And then it turned out I was pretty right. Cliff Kingsbury at the end of the year, dude collapses, all-time collapse. I think his record at the last, like if, if every season, all the way back to Texas Tech, his record at the end of the year is like 30%, 30, he wins 37% of his 30, 37% of his games at the final six games, six games of the season. All-time collapse every single year. Every single year, he's an all-time collapse. So I have a hard time wanting to pick them. Um, I think I'm kind of overcomplicating this, but the 49ers, man, they I'm not even going to talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. We'll save that for the next pod. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers got a young quarterback. I, I love Kyle Shanahan. Um, his zone run schemes so much fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I love Kyle Shanahan and, you know, I, I think that's going to be a really interesting situation down there in San Francisco, but I'm just going to have to go with the LA Rams, you know, Super Bowl winners. They bring back pretty much everyone on the squad, including, you know, defensive, you know, all time great defensive player, Aaron Donald, who was caught swinging helmets this week. Um, and kind of underplayed his uh, involvement in that, but I'm going to go with the LA Rams to win the NFC West. So let's go ahead and hit the AFC real quick. I think you guys know who I'm picking for the um, AFC West is Chiefs, man. Just going to go with the safe choice. The AFC East, another easy, probably the easiest pick I've ever made in my life is the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, I'm, I will say this. I'm going to spend about 30 seconds talking about the Patriots. I think that could be the worst Patriots team that we've ever seen with Bill Belichick. Um Ever seen. I think they could be worse than the team two years ago that was set when seven or nine and missed the playoffs. I think the I think the Patriots could win six games, honestly. Um, you know, if it wasn't Bill Belichick, uh, for Bill Belichick, you know, I mean, we saw Matt Patricia and Joe Judge ep- epically fail. Um, they made the teams that they were on significantly worse. 
So now they got control of the offense. One guy's a special teams coach, and then the other guy's a defensive coordinator. No, I think they're going to be pretty bad. Um, and I say that because I think beyond the Jets, I think the Dolphins are going to be a lot better, and I think the Bills are just going to be freaking awesome. I got them winning the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's going to be such an easy team to pick is just just go with the Buffalo Bills. The AFC South, that's a lot harder. I think Indy could make a run for it. But Tennessee Titans, you know, they got Derrick Henry back, 2,000-yard rusher. I think he's going to hit, you know, somewhere in that 2,000 yards. The dude was rolling last year. Um, if they just don't overuse him, I think he's easily the best back in the NFL. But I think Tennessee Titans are the safe choice right now. Um, we know the Texans and the Jags. I think the Jags are going to be much improved. I think the Texans are going to hover in that seven-win range. I think I'm, I'm interested in Davis Mills. I'm going to watch a lot of him this year, honestly. Um, but I'm just going to go with the Tennessee Titans. And then lastly, the AFC North. This is probably going to be the one of the harder divisions to pick. Um, I think the Browns, you know, after that 11-game suspension, I think it's going to be hard for them to come back. But Bengals, Joe Burrow, dude is awesome. Um, you know, I think Joe Burrow is the dude is a savior of Cincinnati. And then you have Lamar Jackson. One, just going to talk about Lamar Jackson for a second. They got to pay the guy. Just pay him. You know, you have Sean Watson, who is, by all admissions, just a creepy dude who got $230 million. Just give, just give Lamar Jackson the money. The dude has accomplished more than Deshaun Watson by far in his career right now. No character problems. And he's practicing on a, on a contract that's like a rookie contract right now still. Or, I mean, it's his fifth year. I believe it's fifth year option, but that's the contract he's practicing on. Just pay the man. So I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, yeah, that, that should end my picks and uh, that should end my pod. But see you guys next week. You guys have a great day. And uh, yeah, subscribe and hit that like button, guys. Thank you.